Hey, what's going on, Integrity Radio? Thank you so much for calling into the show. I, I appreciate it. Um, so all the music I've done, it's under The National Pool, P-O-O-L. And that is also my handle on every social media website. So uh, the older stuff is more electronica rock. Uh, I bounce around genres quite a bit. And then... A lot of the later stuff, like you were saying about the noise, yeah, it's 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 more like ambient, uh, experimental, glitchy type stuff. Um, but yeah, man, much props to doing the song a day. I just made a post about that and kind of how difficult it is. But yeah, definitely doing the noise stuff. Like, um, I'm probably close to the same wheelhouse that that you're in as far as the noise ambient stuff, and it's it's difficult to find an audience. So maybe we'll we'll both keep in touch about that and and how we can you know, find people that actually already enjoy this kind of music. I don't know if you've heard the Daily Larb. Have you heard the Daily Larb yet? Or I have not. He's a, I think it's an Irish guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's talking about his perspective on homelessness, which is, is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, you know, most people's perspective on homelessness kind of stops at just being, you know, feeling sympathy yeah. or path- patheticness or... Or maybe even anger, you know. But he he's he he's been covering the full range of uh, of emotions or thoughts or feelings on it, right? But uh, <clears throat> but you know, it's an interesting topic. I, I have been homeless off and on, you know, my whole life, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I actually like to call it houseless instead of homeless <laughs> because. Yeah, but and there are different levels of being homeless or houseless, right? Right. Yes. And yeah, but you've never been homeless. You've always pretty much uh, not that you've been afraid to be homeless. I mean, you pretty much just yeah, had a plan. Yeah, yes. you decided to have kids and raise a family and all that. So, but um, I think the the main thing that that strikes me about the the houseless situation and being in it and out of it you know I've been in the high scale of you know I've, I've lived, lived high on the hog and I've lived uh, very low <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I've lived like a hog <laughs> and um, you know the main difference to me has been uh, really just the house <laughs> You know what I mean? Well, I think some of them, I think you've probably been very fortunate in your houselessness where you've still been functionable. A lot, yeah. a lot of, I mean, you simply just didn't have a house at the time. And, chose, and, I'm not, cho- not, and no, usually not, chose not to have Chose not to, yeah, right. right. You did, I mean, if you really wanted to, you could have went into some sort of living arrangement. In most cases, structure. yes. In, in most, most cases, cases, right. Yeah. And there, and... You know, so you you have a feeling of what it is like, but some of them are they don't have a choice. Oh sure, and sure. And I no, I've, I've experienced severe, that scenario before as well. So got severe mental illness and and I've experienced that uh, you know being severely uh, emotionally distraught is is, is tantamount to you know mm-hmm. uh, illness. So I've experienced that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Um, but essentially, it's just we all have to, uh, life 
is complex regardless of how you decide to live it you know i mean if you you're going to have a house and raise a family that's going to be complex and there's going to be a, a lot of hardships mm -hmm. and if you're going to not do those things or have a house and well there's going to be a lot of hardships mm -hmm. you know so <clears throat> and i think that the importance of looking at it that way is that it, it unifies us because essentially, you know, we are both having the same things. It's hard. It's hard no matter what. Yeah. yeah. That's why I, you know, homelessness doesn't scare me because I know it's no more difficult than having a house. <laughs> you know, it's just, you, ch you just change gears. Don't try to be in one gear and work, you know, mm -hmm. you got to change gears. <clears throat> but... It's essentially a struggle, you know. We all have problems. Is that what you're oh, trying yeah. to say? Oh yeah, we all have our. We all have to figure out how to live and um, under various circumstances. The nice thing is, is if we would help each other more, you know. Yeah. Uh, I I think um, that would be nice and be more uh, a bit more compassionate. See, because if you don't understand that the person that's homeless in most cases is no not much different than you mm -hmm. you know then you know you don't make these judgments mm -hmm. you know i mean and in some cases when you're talking about mental illness and whatnot like sustained mental illness i think that's a different story too yes yeah for sure so um but hey, even with mental illness, that affects us all as well. So you know, there's there's not really much difference between us, you know, in reality, yeah. you know. And uh, and I think, oh no, let let's share this story. So uh, uh, so the, this this guy dies, or no, his house burned down. His house burns down. Okay. In Mexico, yes. Yeah. A friend of mine, his right. father-in-law's house burned down. In Mexico, well, it was the old tube and wiring electric and stuff, and right. it sparked, I guess, and burned the house down. So he's 86 years old. He's here to get, he's got a, a biopsy. They're afraid he has cancer, and he's waiting for a diagnosis. So no one wants to tell him because they don't want to upset him because he has a tendency to get very upset and yell and whatnot. Ten brothers and sisters, no one wants to tell him. Finally, finally they tell him. And instead of getting all upset and yelling like they expect him to, he breaks down and starts crying. And even, you know, which is in there. So they're all crying. The, the, the spouses, there's 20 of them all standing around crying. And then they call his wife, who's in Mexico, and she's in the hospital because she actually suffered burns from the fire. Oh, and he didn't, he didn't know about it because they didn't want to upset him. So she starts crying and... Yeah, it, it's just quite a story that I heard. Hmm. But anyway, what I was getting, what what I was going to tell you about was they, you were talking about everyone has problems and everyone suffers. The wife, it's it's a second marriage, but the wife has a son from a previous marriage. He's almost 50 now, but he's mentally ill. And... They live by themselves in this house in Mexico, two 86-year-olds with this 50-year-old man who's mentally ill, no health care, nothing. And mm -hmm. he, he, I mean, he's, the, 
they're, they don't know what to do with them because no one lives there with them and they could both, you know, something could happen to them at any point and they just don't know what's going to happen to this guy. Yeah. So they're all trying, and he's Mexican, so he's not, I don't know, I don't know if he can come into this country, but all the, all the relatives live here now. Right. So I don't know what they're going to do and no one wants to move back, of course, to take care of him. Yeah. Yeah, so I think... I don't know how that was, how that ties in, yeah, I guess, with what we're saying. I was trying to tell you a different story. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just talking about suffering. Everyone suffers yeah, from mental yeah, illness yeah. and, you know, it affects everyone. Yeah, and I, th I think that when we look at each other in light of that, I mean, you know, we can't really control the packaging and uh, we can't, so much of, of our lives we really can't control and it's really the luck of the draw. We were born here, we were born white, we were born tall, we were born whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. So much of it is the luck of the draw. And that the one thing that we really have to embrace, I feel, is that all of our advancements, all of our technological, let's just say medical advancements come from these desperate situations. We learn from these people, these mental illnesses. We learn, we learn from the, these diseases. We've learned if it weren't for these people, they're almost sort of the, you know, technological martyrs, you know, or medical martyrs, so to speak, you know, if it weren't, for appreciating these people and understanding the issue that these people had, we wouldn't understand ourselves as well, mm -hmm. you know? And I think that's a really important thing. It's a I think we all need to pay homage to the homeless <laughs> or the houseless, right? Mm -hmm. A homage to the houseless. And this guy, he probably will be homeless when they pass on. Yeah, yeah. And and you know what? We need to learn from these people. You know, I have a buddy that he's been homeless for now 20, 30 years, you know. And it, man, there's so much that you can learn from people that have to live with such limited means, you know. Mm -hmm. And and we really need to learn from these people actually more. It, it, the tables have, have switched. We, the house people need to learn from the houseless people now. Well, if we're going to get rid of consumerism, that'd be a good thing. Yeah, we, they, we really need to learn the lesson. That doesn't, I'm not saying we need to be houseless. I'm just saying we need to learn mm -hmm. from those. Integrity Radio. Hey, Larry, this is Z. I really commend you on uh, looking and taking up this issue, or shall we call it a topic. And I'm really impressed with, um, you know, where you're arriving in your thinking on this. Usually when I hear people talk about this topic, they don't push it as far as they need to in order to get a better understanding. Now, I've never been to Ireland. I've been to other parts of the world, but never to Ireland. And I'm not really sure if homelessness there, or houselessness as I like to call it, um, is the same as it is here in America. Um, I'll continue this segment. 
Now, I'm not quite sure how unique I am in this. I, I feel unique, but don't we all, right? But I've been in and out of houselessness or uh, homeless uh, all my life. And for all the various different reasons. So I've got to experience r various levels of uh, houselessness, homelessness, desperation, which has also been coupled with various highs, uh, extraordinary highs of epic proportions. The first thing that comes to my mind is that we're all homeless, but some of us are houseless. We're all desperate, but some of us are really desperate, regardless of a house. Thanks, Larry. I heard a solution for the homeless, which I thought was, well, I don't know. We'll see if, what you think of this. Um, and it's a, a cost-effective solution. It sounds like it's not cost-effective, but and if you really do the numbers, it probably is cost-effective. And that is give all the homeless people, um, like, makeovers and plastic surgery and, you know, all that stuff. So that way they look really beautiful. Mm -hmm. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> what? You watch a South Park or something? <laughs> no, I heard that as a solution, and uh, who? <laughs> I can't remember who I heard that from, but um, I don't know. Maybe did I make it up? I might have made, made it up. I think you made it up. I don't know. I don't think I'd make something like that up. That's horrible. Hmm. Well, maybe Wait, I did. I, that, if I did that, make it up, I'll take credit. But I don't think I made it. <laughs> Do you remember the name of the startup in Berkeley? The YouTube video we just watched. Oh, yeah, given yeah, that girl who was doing the given haircuts. No, to the, the food homes. where she was. Oh she was yeah, yeah, the yeah. Leftover food. She has an app where you yeah. can you can put in that you have leftover food, and they have a truck that comes and picks it up, and then uh -huh. they distribute it to homeless shelters. Yeah. I can't remember the name of that. I'd like to to look more into that company. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's the, where you donate your leftover foods and then right, it she gets redistributed. She coordinates the giving away of food, yeah. basically. That's cool. Well, uh, I'm glad you interjected that because uh, it sort of took the edge off the crassness of my <laughs> solution. But, you know, in America, think about it. Think about all the people that would be homeless and in a bad situation if it weren't for how pretty they were or how good-looking they were. Think about that. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just saying think about it. I, what, you don't want to think about <laughs> I'll it? I'll think I about it. I just say think about it. I don't it. know how much I'll think about it, but I'll think about <laughs> it. <laughs> All right. Well, you think about it. Yeah, call in. Let me know what you think. Ronnie doesn't agree with me on this, but, <laughs> and since she doesn't agree with me on it, I'm now going to wage a war. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm right regarding this homeless issue and uh, making them purdy. Or, or no. No, the other thing. Right. Do you think that people would be 
uh, more people would be homeless if uh, if they were uh, if, if they weren't so pretty. Are you saying homeless people are only ugly? Is that what you're trying <laughs> no, to say? No, absolutely not. I'm just saying that a lot of times, uh, I think people with no other ways and means can get by on their looks. Whereas a lot of us I, I don't think, have I that. think if you're going to go down that, that road, I think it has more to do with youth than looks. Okay, well, sure. Sure. And, uh, but also there is charm, too. Some of us aren't as charming. Right, and that doesn't necessarily include looks or uh, be exclusive to looks. Charm, right. Maybe you, you could know. maybe you could say attractive, and then whatever the attraction is, maybe. Yeah. Maybe yeah. whether it's youth or beauty or or charm or whatever it may be. So somehow a program to make people more attractive. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. But what do you think? Anybody got any thoughts on this? I, I'm sure most of you will agree with me, right? <laughs> no, Ronnie thinks that there's what you think. So, on the contrary, that uh, it looks don't matter in America. Well, that just depends on what what you're buying into. Well, politics, Hollywood. No, politicians are not pretty. <laughs> so, I, no, I don't, I, think, I don't think they matter in I, politics. I know. No. Politics is uh, the ugly Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs>
That segment was heavy, man. Thank you. And you know, I think you might have uh, inadvertently hit on a soft spot with me because I'm sort of easily irritated by numbers. And I think in many ways, um, they could be very discouraging. And I love how you turn that around. And you're saying, let the numbers encourage you to appreciate those that you love and your life. Do you know how goddamn beautiful that is? Shit. You see, to me, that is physical beauty. Not this uh, bag of bacteria. But that, that's beautiful. When I was a kid, I started doing magic and I loved it. about how to think more clearly about the world, about how to understand it. This man was at the forefront of everything. greatest magicians, performers, escape artists, thinkers ever. James, James, the amazing, the amazing, 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 amaz